Thank you everyone for coming and thank you Diamond for inviting me. Um, so I'm gonna just jump in. This is called Metropolis, a prologue. Oh, my name's Justin. <laughs> hey. Um, when we abandoned the demonym American for the more specific stater, we did so to make sense of a convoluted national identity. We imagined a, a more precise name and one commiserate in phonetics with a national self-image of agility, efficiency, and pluck. We imagined something sporty and lean, something that suggested direction and speed. But more so, we wanted to acknowledge the many different states in which we each resided. Scattered every which way, here and there, conflicted by the hierarchical divisions colonialism had produced. With this new name, we attempted to grapple with the with the presumption inherent to the concept of the singular nation state, a, presum a presumption of which many of us remain dubious and by which many of us remained endlessly confused that we somehow, by some logic, were all supposed to represent one body. One perk of reparations, infrastructure. We file back in the cities we've been pushed out of, renovating, repopulating, building businesses protected against the overcast of franchises and corporations with taxes and zoning laws. Our cities shimmer and hum, real symbols of something great, though it's too early to say what exactly. As new buildings go up, regulation, regulation limits, regulations limit size, style, and color to counter the aesthetic disasters of the gentrification era. We want our apartment, we, our new apartments fit with the original architecture of these cities, updated where necessary to serve contemporary needs. We tire of material things, especially new material things, and thrift for our wardrobes. We oppose the hard gloss of suburban sprawl from which the bougier of us escaped and in which the less bougie once raised the brow. We glorify the compact and lived in. Our apartments are humble and fresh, and so are our lives. There are more people of color in the cities than white. There are enough of them that they can't really be considered a minority, but it's clear that they are from one stroll down any block. Amongst the population at large stand firm believers in separatism, secession, reactionary negation, but the majority of us mix with general accord. Some moments are seamless, others produce friction. Violence is rare but does occur. The resulting outcry has made these incidences less common. We call ourselves Afro-statesers because national identity, true national identity, is documentation of a nation's people's attempts to survive in that nation. Reconceiving ideas of land ownership means black and native people get what we need and those with excess handed over. To curb violent backlash, the welfare states expanded with what the government pays back to us. So poor and middle class whites benefit too, though they turn to disbelief to deal with their anger toward our prioritization. Don't start with that, they say. You really believe that? Perhaps it's better this way. A U.S. of cities in rebirth is a city finally honest about not know. Is a U.S. of rebirth is a U.S. finally honest about not knowing who it is. We enter this era uncertain, terrified, and ecstatic. Zeal ranges from nomic to violent. States remains different states, but together. All the artists moved to this city where I live, out of a nostalgia for a fallen metropolis, a romance for rust and grit and prolific genius rising up from it. Media people follow the artist. The Afro-Statesers envision a possibility to live out the transition from Americanness to statesterhood. We're not the only black people, but the first to move here, making default the ideology we bring with us, like a state filling with red or blue. 
Some say this makes us very ahead as a city. Others say it makes us very backwards. And still others say it makes us very behind. Those of us that swap American for Statser do so out of a commitment to what we consider undeniable. We do not believe we belong to anywhere other than where we know and narrow our eyes at any proposition of a return to somewhere else. We primarily theorize and critique more deeply invested in the, in the possibilities of mundane, quiet subversions than outward and boisterous ones, which we distrust. Nor do we commercialize our intellect and personal experiences, avoiding buzzwords, slogans, and any phrases that can be whittled down to a headline. We become verbose people, full of delayed and lingering responses. States or identity appeals to us for its resistance towards resistance to to resistance to speed toward drastic action while demanding all to re reconceptualize and rethink. The term revolutionary is now being acknowledged for its precise meaning, one that overthrows rather than applied to every action or acknowledgement of truth. The revolutionaries see the US's crimes against people of color as irredeemable and scoff at our, the Afro-Stacers, insistence on identifying with this country. Afro-Statesers and revolutionaries, while we weren't looking, have managed to complicate how we see black. Differentiation, differentiations in dress, language, and cultural production emerge under, under the umbrella of different political ideologies, and now we can tell each other apart from a glance. The Afro-Statesers ignore accusations of assimilation. We understand these accusations as a narrow lens through which peers conceive of us. Hatnaha is a fictional island nation about, about the size of Great Britain and located 600 miles south of Cape Town, South Africa and the South Atlantic. The island exists in an alternate reality of the contemporary world and has, throughout its history, avoided colonization from outside forces, though no explanation is given into how. Inhabitants come in varied shades of black. Few grow their hair long, most are bald. In Bot, the most populous of Hatnaha's cities, hip, hip locals grow unibrows, and if they can't grow them, draw them on. Because our cities are new, we all aspire to create our own Bot. I think this is, I think this is one reason the Hatnaha online comic series is so popular amongst the young and black. We want a metropolis, a new one built from who we are or are trying to be. The elaborate maps, the descriptions, the invented language all make us believe in the possibility of imagining some, something else. This place, Hatnaha, is so different, but it feels so real. Hatnaha's native language has no name, at least not one that's been revealed, but some of us have learned to speak it and, and incorporate it into our casual interactions. Una instead of hello, Tuxihanun instead of I'll text you back, Hiniha for be back soon. The Afro-Staters accuse the revolutionaries of rejecting the inevitable diversity across the spectrum of black experience in favor of a romanticized ideal based on a misreading of African history and anecdotal platitudes. The revolutionaries in the other corner accuse the Afro-Staters of a hyper-intellectual disconnection from the reality of lived experience, present danger, and a naive faith in, the fantastical in, a, in a fantastical ideal dependent on the acceptance of white people. In, Hatnaha, in Hatnaha's oceanic climate, warm days and cool nights tremble with gusts of wind that chill hard when they hit you. A cool rain season surges through June, July, and August. In the Hatnaha language, the concepts for black and darkness share the same term, though the connotations differ from that in English. 
In English, blackness is associated with darkness, and so the color carries with it the mostly negative or sinister characteristics of this abstract noun. In their language, however, darkness is associated with blackness, and experiencing visual darkness is associated with experiencing a mutation of the color black, a condition stripped of stimuli, and so truthful and direct. Since reparations have made us all rethink our national identity, the young and black find ourselves too curious and energetic to suppress feelings of not knowing what's happening. Our parents take to this confusion with routine, a way to provide order, something to hold on to. To fulfill our ambitions for self-understanding, we seek a metropolis commiserate in density and speed with our zeal for possibility. We want a place of cinematic character, magical moments of chance and coincidence, of casual glamour. Because we scatter, we fail to concoct the metropolis of our dreams, the place, we, the place that, that will assure us we needn't look farther. We want, to, we want to find a home and believe this home to be somewhere we, all black people, can be together. We seek a metropolis to confirm racial unity, but we're realizing how complex we really are. When racial unity fails to formulate as we hope, the Hotnaha comics remind us of the similarities amongst our visions. Hotnaha publishes at hotnaha.tzad. Tzad is a shorthand for Tzadu, the language's word for an active connection amongst many things as well as for the internet. It's in its breakthrough's first season, so fandom is obsessive and pundit commentary is fascinated and perplexed. A comic, a free online comic. This is what did it. This is what's touched the young black masses. The comic's three protagonists each live in one of the three districts, or stuxons, of, Hot, of Hotnaha's metropolis. Gama is a circular island afloat in the country's northeast sea, about 240 square miles. A bay hugs Gama with, with about a mile of water between it and the mainland. From the shore heading inland, city limits designate an area about 500 square miles, shaped like a southwest reaching, a southwest reaching oval. This expanse divides down the middle with Bugu on the northwest side and Gi on the southwest side. A million, Four million live in Gi and Gama, respectively. Gi inhabitants live temperate but agile lives, easygoing and, so, and socially active. Gama inhabitants live slow, small lives, decelerated by lower density and detachment from the mainland. mainland. Bugu, the most populous, contains a motley mix of seven million people. Its inhabitants, particularly those active in its energized street culture, are known for their distinct accents, quick and wide, so that they chomp the air when they speak. Together, these districts make up bot, or in the native language, botdis. Together, Bugu and Gi make up Mazuha, the mainland region of the Bat metropolis. Fly above and look down to a grid of millions of tightly packed, coolly colored cube-shaped buildings called Bukans, built of large, craggy bricks and undulating over the hills. From the Mazuha's center, a pinwheel of 55 multi-lane avenues shoot outward and slice up vast areas of, of these two-story structures. Built with just about five feet between them, streets prohibit travel by car, leaving the avenues for all above-ground motorized, motorized traffic. Bikes dart and feet hustle through the narrow alley streets amongst the purple-blue, blue-green, and gray, gray, gray structures. White, with blinds drawn open, wide windows spill the interior world into the public. From every roof sprouts a lush garden of local flora, vines drizzling between and down the brick. The bustle of a neighborhood usually depends on how commercial and residential units mix. In Bugui, they mix in every neighborhood, commercial usually on the ground floor occupying an entire structure. 
At, store, at storefronts, plaques de designating the businesses lay flat against the facade. Some ground floors, doorless and open to the street, lead down a flight of stairs to the Sneku, Bot's underground public transportation system. Their language has no genders, and so neither do any of the people that speak it. No words for boy or girl, man or woman, only a term for newborn, buma, baby, gaba, a single term for child, teenager, young adult, husa, and a term for elder, nima. They're, they're less concerned with age as adulthood is seen as idealistic, but perhaps a necessary ideal. One should always aim for their most calculated sober self, but to fail short only attests to one's humanity. It becomes increasingly easy to get lost in Hatnaha when our cities fail to match our hopes. Maybe I don't mean this in, de in a defeatist way. We look to the comics, consciously or subconsciously, as a blueprint. Published under the, pre the pen name Nada, the, na the native language's word for translator or mediator, the comic's author is otherwise totally anonymous. No one knows who they are, where they live, or why they write. There is no knowing of when they will stop, and if they stop, whether they will begin again. The revolutionaries see the Afrosaters as centrist, conformist, and unambitious. The Afrosaters see the revolutionaries as reactive, misguided, and extreme. While emphasizing continental African languages in their teachings, the revolutionaries began to hybridize features of the language they studied, the languages they studied with English. This process produced We Talk, developed in, in, in primarily racially monolithic context and featuring phonetics, tenses, and vocabulary from African American vernacular English, AAVE, intermixed with grammatical structures and loanwords from Spanish and a variety of Caribbean Creole and Niger Congo languages. Afrostates or English, or ASE, features a number of loanwords from Spanish, Caribbean Creole, such as Jamaican Patois and Bayesian, and Bayesian Creole, native languages such as Ojibwe and Navajo, and cadences and grammar from AAVE. While standard American English speakers can understand Afrostates or English, we talk lacks interintelligibility. We call ourselves Afrostaters because national identity, true national identity, is an understanding of its inevitable fluidity and precariousness. We utilize it to keep record of who we once were. We call them traditionalists, but they call themselves Americans, black Americans when specifying. It may, it may be a miscalculation to say they make up most of the black people in the States, but there are certainly many of them, and of all races, still using what some consider an outdated demonym. They reject the label political, speak standard American English, and align quite closely with mass post-reparations American culture. Afro-statesers descend from integrationists that considered integration an opportunity and American identity as undeniably their own, but aimed toward accuracy. They replaced black with Afro to acknowledge Africa, but joined it to statser to hint at heritage rather than suggest a direct linkage. The compound meshes the two words together, one a prefix and so slightly distant, the other its whole and so more immediate, both of them inseparable from each other. In Bat, the Gama district connects to the Mazuha with a mile-long multi-lane bridge and four sneaku lines that run beneath the water. Residents inhabit wide-set, three-story three -story structures built with rich red-purple and blue-green timbers. Eaves encompass and overhang both floors so that the buildings resemble stack, stacked wide-brim hats. They come cylindrical or cube-shaped with scenic windows and flat roofs billowing with garden life. Four or five sit in a row on a snug and narrow island of grass. One island makes a long, lean block. Blocks repeat 
on a grid aimed north northeast to southwest. Scattered bicyclists glide down, down wide, one and two way streets, a safe distance from nearby cars. As you head northeast toward the shore, buildings narrow, compress, and multiply, six, seven, eight to a block, and transition from exclusively residential to a mix of residential and commercial to only commercial until you reach the boardwalk. Nada's only other known work, a short story titled Kinyana, about a mountainous island nation of the same name in the Mediterranean where the Gull of Leon and Ligurian and Balearic seas meet. About the size and shape of Crete, 70% of the island's 5 million inhabitants descend from West Africans that arrived and remained largely isolated there from the 5th century onward. Of these 5 million, 3 million live in the dense capital, Gua, that spans about 35 square miles through a grassy, a grassy valley. Sharp blue skies do wet with green rising up and around the city, beyond, beyond the skyline of white buildings with their red and green tools. Lost my place. The, the, the people of Kinyanya speak Kinyananu, a Romance language like others descended from vulgar Latin. Its Bantu influence phonetics and grammar, however, make it distinct. Of the aforementioned black frac factions in the post-reparations US, we are not the only ones. There are many, many more, scattered, as I've said, across the land. The most adventurous of us, it's rumored, have escaped into the rural south to live lives off the grid. I've more than once thought to escape too, to see if I, if, to see if I find them. Who is we? Thank you. <laughs> 